CNN's Fred Plytkin shows us now the costly lengths to which Russia is willing to go to destroy Ukraine. We must warn you, some of the images we're about to show you are disturbing. It's a sight Ukrainian troops in Avdivka see all too often, a massive Russian armored assault force coming right at them. The Russian infantry moves with virtually no cover. The Ukrainians call these meat assaults because the Russian troops have virtually no chance of survival as Ukrainian drones hunt them down. They assault with a large number of personnel, the head of the drone unit that filmed the videos tells me. Assault after assault, non-stop. If we kill 40 to 70 of them with drones in a day, the next day they renew their forces and continue to attack. It's been going on for several months, as Russian President Vladimir Putin seems hell-bent on taking Avdivka. Russian vehicles under artillery fire as they get close to Ukrainian positions. The ground littered with dead and dying Russian soldiers trying to overwhelm the Ukrainian defenses here. The Ukrainians say they're holding back most of the assaults, but are outgunned and outmanned. We need more people, more military, more equipment. We need more ammunition, more drones, he says. Unfortunately, we don't have the amount needed to win. We need a lot. And the Russians not facing the same shortages are dropping massive amounts of ordnance on the Ukrainians. Everything from artillery to heavy guided aerial bombs. One of the key defense points, a massive coke plant at the edge of town. And that's where these guys are setting up their defenses. Under constant fire, elite snipers from Ukraine's Omega Special Forces. Here, they have the cover to hit advancing Russian soldiers. Their anger visible in the hoodies they wear for our interview. With the weapons we have, at distances up to 1,300 meters, the effectiveness of our work is 90 percent, he says. For that kind of precision, they need to keep their weapons in pristine condition all the time, they say. At the beginning, it seemed the Russians could encircle Avdivka very quickly, he says. But as we see, Avdivka has been ours for three months and we're holding on. Holding Avdivka for now, even as assault after assault eats away at Ukrainian defenses. And Jake, the commander of that drone unit also told us he believes that his unit alone has destroyed between 40 and 50 pieces of Russian armor, so tanks and armored vehicles, and killed anywhere between 1,000 and 1,500 Russians, and yet they keep coming and threaten to overwhelm those defenses there in Avdivka, also, of course, because of dwindling ammunition supplies. Meanwhile, U.S. President Joe Biden's fight for more Ukraine aid is still struggling to gain traction. President Biden continues to urge top lawmakers to approve a $60 billion, billion dollar aid request. But we are told the White House is very aware that time is running out for any new U.S. military funding before the 2024 presidential election. Pentagon officials have not held a single meeting since last month to decide what to send Ukraine because there is no money to fund the aid packages. CNN's Natasha Bertrand joins us now with more from the Pentagon. And, and Natasha, only this week we heard that President Biden had met with House and Senate lawmakers to discuss this, really what was at stake here for Ukraine. Has that helped move the needle at all? What are you hearing? 
It's really unclear at this point just what direction lawmakers are going to take this. It's totally unclear whether there's even going to be a, a way to avoid a government shutdown, let alone to fund Ukraine with $60 billion in military aid. But the president did emphasize to the lawmakers that visited the White House just a few days ago that without this money, the Ukrainians will probably run out and run out soon of artillery ammunition as well as air defenses, two really key capabilities that the Ukrainians need, of course, to fend off the Russians. So the question now is whether Ukraine, or whether the lawmakers here are going to be swayed by this. It doesn't appear at this moment that there is a lot of momentum moving forward in that direction. But, you know, the U.S. has emphasized repeatedly, you know, in conversations with us, uh, us officials have said that if they don't get this funding, then that really is going to be to the Russians' advantage, that the Ukrainians likely are not going to get money beyond this $60 billion, even if they do get it in that military funding. Uh, 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 more this year, in other words, before the election. Mm. And Donald Trump may be reelected. And he has said many times that he does not believe that the U.S. should be funding the war in Ukraine. And so there is a fear here that this is really the last chance that the administration has to get this military assistance and, and funding to the Ukrainians before uh, the 2024 election and before next year, Isa. Natasha Bertrand there for us at the Pentagon. Thanks, Natasha. And it's not just Ukraine worried about funding. Europe, too, is warning that the threat posed by Vladimir Putin is serious. Germany's defence minister saying today that an attack on NATO country could be possible in the next five to eight years and that Germany can't go all in on aid to Ukraine because it has to think about itself. A top NATO admiral echoed that sentiment. Have a listen. Not everything is going to be honky-dory in the next 20 years. I'm not saying it is going wrong tomorrow. But we have to realize it's not a given that we are in peace. And that's why we have the plans. That's why we are preparing for a conflict with, uh, uh, with Russia and the terror groups. If it comes to it, if they attack us, we're not seeking any conflict. But if they attack us, we have to be ready.